The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life if you don't have a life. But if you have a life, they're a lot of fun. How about that? The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I'm not going to say which news outlet just told the biggest lie almost in the world, but they got caught immediately, and that's the one that's sponsored by all of us in taxpayer dollars. Yikes, it's not getting any better. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're more like blessed assurance kind of people, but if we want to draw closer to the Lord, maybe we should use them. Humor that will force you to think, wait, was that funny? And then also, why does this guy have a radio show? Both those. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we really kind of just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know what I'm talking about when you're sitting there and you have your computer and you put it down on your little table and then you pick it back up and it knocks over your coffee and then the coffee spills all over your computer, your mouse, your outlets and everything else. How do you respond? How do you react? That's what we're talking about. What about those kind of things? Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought or a question, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's kind of like you know, you're visiting the Avengers uh, uh, you know, compound because you'll be talking to Captain Chris. Get it? Captain Chris. And then you'll be... You guys get that as a Captain Chris and the Avengers count Captain. Okay. Uh, you can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Nothing will happen if you do that. You won't get shocked or anything like that. 214-210-8483. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, so that'd be me. And then... He must increase.org. That'd be the website, but this is the email. 
So David at emusincrease.org. While we're talking about this, I want to make sure you understand that if you have a praise report or a prayer request, it's a really good idea to go to the website and then you can fill out a little form. You don't have to write brilliantly or anything like that. Just tell us what's going on. We'll be praying for you. You might as well have a group of people praying for you. That always seems like a good idea. So we really want you to take advantage of that. Plus, we want you to invest in the ministry. We've been really shy. I've been shy. I hate talking about money. I hate spending money. I don't mind getting money, but I hate spending money. I hate telling my wife, here's money. I hate my wife telling me, here's money. I hate that. And then uh, I don't even like asking, but you know what? That's what it takes to keep things going, and we need your help to do it. So we did our finances. As you know, we already sent out our receipts for the year. At some point, I have to make minimum wage. That's all I'm going to say to you. That's, I'm just going to leave it there. If you want uh, to share prayer requests, praise reports, or you want to invest in the ministry, please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, there you go. So that gives you the opportunity to do that as uh, Cat and Chris is jumping off of a bridge. Uh, let's see. A couple things I do want to tell you. So some people call, and you don't always know what's going on. If you call me, let me just say this so that you can understand. During the show, if you text, I'll normally get your text. There won't be a problem. If you call during the show or if you call at some other time, you will get my Robo app. Now, my Robo app is there. To protect me from getting the multitude of calls that I get from people that really want me to take a long walk off a short pier. So in that robocall app, it has this little thing where the person answers and goes, hello, hello, wait, stop, stop. Every time you talk, it's hurting my ear. Okay, so that's pretty funny, I think. Uh, So if you ever get that when you're calling me, you've just got to push through that because there is a message machine at the end of it. But in the meantime, at least you'll know why I'm doing that. So that may help some people somewhere. <laughs> why do you do that? Well, A, it's funny. <laughs> B, I paid for the app. wasn't a lot, but I paid for it. And uh, then C, I just think it's funny. <laughs> can't, can't get away from that. All right, uh, everything else? Anything else we got to cover? We pretty much covered it. All right, let's get into the text. We are getting into one of... Uh, another one of my favorite portions, this specifically, and I think you'll all understand why, we are at Psalm 16. And Psalm 16 is by far one of the the greatest psalms. It talks about the resurrection. It talks about the presence of the Lord. We're not even going to get there at that point. We're just going to do it verse by verse because I love it so much, and maybe it'll be enjoyable for you as well. Psalm chapter 16. This is verse 1. This is called the Miktam of David, for those that really want to know. Uh, Miktam is uh, kind of like, it's a little bit obscure, but it, it mostly has to do with deliverance of death or deliverance from dangerous situations. This is one of those psalms. Here's what it says in verse 1. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. 
So this text right here, just uh, just wonderful. I love that Psalm 16 is in the house because it's one of my faves. Here's the bottom line. It's the inner man that's crying out to the Lord. And the inner man is, it's preserve me, O God, for I put my trust in you. You, know, you guys know what preserves are when you have like, uh, you know, jellies and jams and so on and so forth. Well, God is preserving you. And so the person, David, as he's expressing this, is like, man, keep me alive, good, healthy, uh, functional, (laughs) moving along. And in doing that, Lord, I recognize that you are my Lord. And I love when we get the my Lord things and so on and so forth. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And the reason is because it's very personalized. Now, there is a very big corporate part in in the last, uh, the second 60 minutes or the other 60 minutes, we're going to talk about the corporate part of our faith. But right now, this is a very personalized part of David's faith. And he's like, oh, my soul, you know, you know, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Preserve me, O God, for I put my trust in you. It's a very personalized connection. And it's the deepest part of the inner man crying out the truth. You are my Lord. If you ever heard that expression, deep calls unto deep. The deep is the depth of the human soul to the depth of the heart of God. So if you're trying to figure out what that is, it's deeper than the oceans. And the idea behind this is David is laying down that his faith, his trust is in the Lord. It it doesn't mean that everything is always rosy. It doesn't mean everything is perfect, but it does mean it's a statement of faith. Whether you're depressed, discouraged, sometimes feeling defeated, whether there's tough finances or whether there's tough uh, activities taking place in your life. Maybe you've heard things about people and it just really hurt you, right? That happens on a regular basis. There is a place to go that you and I can find rest and peace and a place to be preserved, and that's to the Lord. We're not talking about, you know, uh, really a corporate element. You're really talking about a very private, very devotional element. It, 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 it's not excluded. The corporate's not excluded, but I want you to catch David's cry, his mechtam unto the Lord, going, it's you, man. If I don't have you, it's over. That's what he's saying. It's like, this is it. And so, oh, my soul is that depth cry, the deepest part of him. And he just says, oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord, which means nothing happens that takes place apart from you. You know everything that's going on, and I can count on you. And even if it stings, I know you'll bring me out of it and through it. And the next line, I cannot teach uh, adequately. I just can't do it. It's not within me. It says this. My goodness is nothing apart from you. So a couple of people try and translate that different ways. I, I really favor the I don't have anything good inside of me, around me, through me, or to me that I have that happens outside of God enabling me to do that. I have no goodness beyond the Lord. God is the core of my goodness. He's why I'm ever good, why I ever do anything right, why I ever say anything right. And that's where it comes down to the King James, my goodness does not extend beyond thee. I ain't good apart from you. I need you. I need your help. And I can tell you, as somebody who's been a Christian for a little while, you know, 43 years, not long, but long enough, there's nothing good in me. (laughs) Baseball, but not good good to me. Because I'm telling you right now, there's nothing good in me, except for that which the Lord has produced in me. That 
is good. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Okay, let's do a little bit of history, and then we've got our last teaching. Let's uh, set up history. Let's go. All right, unlike most of the times, I'm going to do an honorable mention because there are a couple of days that are worthy of honorable mention. First and foremost, it is Trivia Day. I mean, come on, Trivia Day. That's what we do. It is also National Spaghetti Day. So I don't know how I feel about it. You like spaghetti big time? Huge? Were you about to say you don't know how you feel about well, spaghetti? Well, I don't know if it, it, it has its own day, but let me ask you. Do you like spaghetti like with stuff in it or just spaghetti by itself? Anything. Like you oh. can have stuff in it, stuff out. Wow. I, just, I will eat spaghetti with the sauce as long as there's sauce and no just So meat. you're a big spaghetti fan like I'm a pizza fan. Yes. Love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go out one day and just do pizza and spaghetti. We got to go to an all-you-can-eat pizza and spaghetti thing. Can it be a national carbs day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have to find one of those. A woman. All right. Here is a woman. <laughs> Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here comes our first trivia question. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. I'm going to tell you now, you need to go to Matthew 1 if you can. If not, just guess. How many women are named in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus? Is it Matthew 1 or Matthew 2? Yeah, one of the two. How many women are named in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus? Whoa. 
Waza! Okay, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Nothing wrong with looking up Matthew online. Instead of Googling that, Google Matthew. See, see, that that's what I would want, rather have you do. Uh, and if you're driving, be very careful. I don't want you Googling anything while you're driving. You're supposed to be, get this, driving. Okay? All right, that's good. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. Eric strikes first, by the way. And uh, just to let Eric know, we did uh, capture that uh, little clip and put that on. It's going to be in a fill. Also, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Very straightforward. How many women are named in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus? We're not trying to fool anybody. Just trying to teach people. Let's go to our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I just cannot, exp- you know, we do Monday through Friday. Hey, you know what? Saturday and Sunday, you don't get a break and say, well, I'm not talking to God. See, that's really not how that works. Unless you want God to go, hey, you know what? On Sunday, since uh, nobody's talking to me, I'm going to take everybody's breath away and see how that works. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. <laughs> Boy, that was pretty straightforward, huh? Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then, hey, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are ready. Ready, willing, and able. It's better to be able than Cain. It's ready, willing, and able to serve because you want to be loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay? All right. There are, okay, now let's do it again. In Matthew's genealogy, Matthew's genealogy, in Matthew's, how many women are named? Now, I'm not, I'm just general. There could be an argument on this one because there's like, uh, there's actually two answers, but yeah, I'll go with either one. I don't mind. All right. In the meantime, oh, sorry. If you want to get in touch with us, I should probably tell you that. Do we have a number? Okay. Uh, 972-445-0770. And then also you can send a text 214-210-8483 or you can send an email david at he must increase dot org. Let me get into the next portion of this text. And this will actually lead into our uh, second 60 minutes. Okay? Just letting you know. So this second, our other 60. What do we call that? Is it part two? What do you call that? Come on, Cameron. I call it part two. Part two. This will lead into part two. There. There. I did, I did it. Okay. All right. So here's the buildup. Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my God. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Here's verse three. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones. In whom is all my delight. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. One of the things that we run short in, uh, a a great deal actually, and you'll hear why, why I'm talking about it in the part two section of today's show, is because we don't recognize that the other believers are excellent ones in the mind of God and in the mind of true believers. Paul was so committed to other people doing well that he even attached part of his joy to it by saying, you know, if you guys stand fast, I live. If you're not doing well, it's killing me. 
Okay, that's a paraphrase, but that's exactly what he said. He's trying to communicate, your wellness makes me well. When you're doing lousy, it, it's, it's hard. In Romans chapter 12, the Bible teaches clearly that the body of Christ should be rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. And there is a connection in the Christian faith that separates us, not as being better, but as being holy. And that's the irony of the, of the whole thing. Separated to God first. Again, holy has all these connotations, and as soon as you think of holy, you think of all these, like either you know, like the Monty Python thing where the monks, where they're all walking in line and they have their wooden things and they smack their heads, and then they you know bop themselves in the face. That's not holy. Holy is unto the Lord. Holy means that it's first to God. Holy is it's separate to God first. Everything else falls by the wayside. And the excellent ones, the ones that are sanctified, the ecclesia, that's what God is talking about when he's saying these are excellent ones. David is saying they're excellent ones. There's this commitment. And so when Jesus comes along and says, okay, I'm going to give you the summation of the law. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Oh, wait, in John 13, here's a new commandment, love one another as, as, you know, as I have loved you. And so there's this new thing that he throws in there. It's like the love that you have for one another should be to this level. What level? Acts chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5. Sell everything, give everything up to make sure everybody is just doing okay. That is so far away from the church, it's not even funny. I mean, it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> and as soon as you say anything like that, you know what they say, right? Cult, cult, cult. It's like, wait, so the early church was a cult? Oh, okay. The idea behind this is to have this passion. In fact, there's a passage in 1 John that says uh, that we know that we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. It doesn't mean that you have to be that one person that loves every other person that ever existed. You know how they are kind of like, oh, I love everybody, I love everybody. It's like, I don't love everybody. I don't. Do, I mean, I try, but I, I don't. I, I love the people that God has brought into my life. I love the people that are Christians because I love the Jesus Christ that is in them. So I love them. It's like, yeah, sorry, I'm not going to that's how it goes. And you're thinking, but that, that just seems so weird. No, not at all. That's why I talk about the, the reality of having two, three, or four people get together, and if everybody has one ounce of faith and you got four people together, then there's four ounces of faith. It's like, that's, I just can't get away from it. That's math. Math doesn't change because we have you know different ideas of eschatological pre-dispensationalism. Pre uh, it doesn't matter. What it matters is that our faith, our commitment is that we see one another as excellent. You know, when you guys are doing good and you text me in and you share, it's a, it's a blessing. You know, when I'll give you a great example. Just let, use it real quick. Eric shared yesterday just on the bumper sticker thing, and I thought he told it rather well. <laughs> I thought the person was going <laughs> to. You know, share one finger, and they ended up sharing another finger. And the idea behind that, though, is it turned out to be a blessing for him. Now, that story blessed me because it was Eric, and he was blessed. That's how it should be. That's what we're talking about. When people have things that are sad or that are painful, like when Pastor Ray passed away, I mean, for Vicky and for the church and for all the people, it was weeping. Oh, that's so sad. He's such a great man. 
And so it should be all of that. And you think, well, it should be like that for everybody. It should be that way for everybody. But Jesus put the qualifier on to make it even more specific to the people of God. Do good to everyone, the Bible says, especially those of the household of faith. It's like, okay. That's what the passage says. You can't undo it. You can't change it. It's what it should be. So when you look at this text and you see David, David probably had more of a Christian spirit, I think, than a lot of people in the Old Testament. He says this, As for the saints who are on earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Not just God's delight, but David's delight. He loved people that loved the Lord. I don't see anywhere in that passage or anywhere in any of the texts of David where David said, but your theology has got to be exactly like mine or I'm going to poke your eye out and throw a stick at you. It's just not there. But what he does say is I am connected to everybody who's connected to you. Now that that's Christian faith. That's what it's supposed to be. That's why when, when we get into these uh, issue arguments, okay, so I have... Like if I told you this, you probably wouldn't believe me, but, well, I'll tell you. Uh, so there's like 40% of the people that I know that are like no way on the vax. And then there's like 60% of the people that's like no way but the vax, right? And both sets are Christians. And you know what the answer should be? I support whatever decision you make as long as it's before the Lord. Because whether you like it or not, and whether you're a vax or a not vax, I could care less. It's got to be before God first. Everything. Not just that, everything. Whether you decide to eat a certain kind of food, whether you decide to dress a certain way, you know, all of that, everything is before the Lord first. Whatever you do, always have the Lord before you, okay? That's just that's right. And as a Christian, support those who do that, right? Right, right, right. Trivia? Okay, trivia. All right, there could be a little bit of debate here. It's not a huge amount, pretty straightforward, uh, but you could find one extra. How many women are named in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus? Technically, the answer is four. Uriah's wife, Ruth, Rahab, Tamar would be the four that we would list. But what a lot of people miss is, of course, that Mary is in there. So you could say, ah, well, the fifth one, you know, it's like <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's okay. And what's the coolest thing, and we won't teach it now, is that Rahab was a harlot and Mary was a virgin. And both were used by God to bring about the birth of the Messiah. Ooh. You mean God's, like, inclusive like that? Yeah, like that he is. Okay? All right. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond 
if the earth falls out of its rotation. Okay, so so my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, 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 keeps the earth you know rotating and so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree uh you know uh, rotation uh from the moon and from the the exact rotation from the sun or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel <laughs> one of those two so uh the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with all, with uh, the moon and the sun and without it the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge. And a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience.